0: Hey teachers, I'm Carly Walton and this is the Teach Music Online Podcast, your number one resource for innovative online music teaching. In today's episode, I'll be sharing with you four points to cover inside your studio policy. Having a clear and concise I wanna emphasize concise studio policy, is absolutely essential to running your online business. Not only will your studio policy keep your clients well-informed, but it will help you avoid potential problems and frustrations down the road. Having well-written studio policies also assures that everyone is on the same page. Before I share with you four points to cover inside your studio policy, I want to emphasize that less is more. Do not bombard your students with rules and regulations or a big long list of policies. Just make simple points that are clear and easy to understand. Trust me, if your policy is too long, they will not read it. Spend some time getting really clear on what you want your policies to sound like and be and what's most important to convey with your students. If you are clear and concise, it will be easier to explain and easy for them to commit to. The point of having policies is to really make sure that we have our back, right? We have our back for all of the things that could go potentially wrong in our studio. So I just want you to get clear before putting a studio policy on your website that may make people feel like you've bombarded them with a list of regulations. It doesn't mean that you can't have a long list somewhere, that they sign, but I just wouldn't use it as a first opportunity to share with them what your studio is all about. Our review for Teach Music Online this week comes from Kaylee Benson. Kaylee said, "'I thought giving online lessons was just for super techie teachers, not for me. The Teach Music Online course gave me clear, simple, doable steps that have made the transition to online teaching smooth and enjoyable. I'm excited to be teaching online now. My entire studio business is more organized and accessible because of Carly's course. It's worth graduate credit hours. I'd recommend the TMO course to anyone who thinks teaching online is overwhelming or quotes, not for me. It changed my mind and my studio. Kaylee actually went through the TMO course before COVID-19 and I do remember seeing her post about how grateful she was that she went through all of the content before the pandemic so that she was already teaching online and knew exactly how to make that transition. So thank you Kaylee for such a kind review. Here are four points to make sure you cover inside your studio policy and my opinion on each of those points. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we could talk all day about each one of these. I'm pretty sure inside our Teach Music Online Facebook group, we've had several if not dozens of questions covering each one of these. So I'll try to make them concise so that you can take away what you want and, and not take away what you don't or what doesn't work for you. Number one is your studio schedule. Communicate your teaching schedule for the entire year. This includes holiday breaks or studio breaks. You could write out a list of dates or mark them on a calendar. So I usually just do the dates with the events, but if you wanted to do like an actual calendar graphic, you could do that um, if you have a lot of dates throughout the year that you want to communicate. You also wanna include what your summer months are or your summer breaks are at the very beginning you wanna communicate that. Explain what will happen if you need to be absent for any reason. Sometimes we forget about this. We always focus on the student being absent. But what's going to happen if you have an emergency or you get sick or something comes up that you can't teach? Absences may happen if you have an emergency in the family or you're too ill. For example, if I need to be absent from a lesson, I credit that lesson amount to the following month's payment. Number two is payment. This is where you'll communicate your billing method and how to process payments. Build in security for yourself by requesting payment be made a week before your next payment term begins. So that's either at the last week of each month or the last week of each semester or term. This gives you peace of mind by ensuring you are prepaid before the start of the next session. I do include a little overview or a table of how payment works. So it'll say, if you're taking a 45 minute lesson, you pay this, this amount monthly, or if you're taking a 30 minute lesson, you pay this amount monthly, I know some teachers that do a percentage off if they pay in full at the beginning of a term. So if they pay in full the first week of January for, you know, January through May or June, then they give them 5% off or 10% off. That's kind of a a good incentive to have. You definitely don't have to offer discounts. That's just something that I've heard before. So that is a, a big part of your studio policy is making sure that you... Put directly on there how they will be paying, how much they're paying and when payment is due. Number three, missed lessons. State your policy on missed lessons or cancellations. For example, is your policy no makeup lessons or maybe it's makeup lessons for illness only or makeups for emergency situations? State your policy clearly so that there is no confusion my recommendation for online lessons is that you either have a policy stating no makeup lessons or you've designated a one to two hour block per week for students who've missed a lesson to schedule a makeup lesson with you. There are teachers inside our community who have all kinds of methods for missed lessons or makeup lessons or cancellation lessons. I'll just give you a few of them to get you thinking. Some teachers do group lessons once a month for anyone who missed a lesson that month. They get an extra group lesson. We have other teachers who have kind of a punch card system where they get a certain amount of lessons in the year and they pay the same amount every month. So when they miss a lesson, they the teacher just kind of counts backwards from how many weeks are in the year to make sure that they are getting still getting all of the lessons that they've paid for there are a lot of teachers who also don't offer makeup lessons at all and they do a video recording in replace of the of the lesson for the student on the same day the fourth thing you need to have in your studio policy that is a must must-have is how to discontinue lessons we of course, wish that our students would stay with us forever and always, but we need to give them an opportunity to cancel if they need to cancel. So what do you expect in terms of notice and payment if your student discontinues lesson partway through the year? If you require one month's notice, then it's a good idea to have a one month's payment deposit taken at the start of each teaching year. So it's the last month of the year submitted along with the first. This will ensure that if someone suddenly cancels lessons, they, they will have already made the last month's payment with you. I started doing that because I tried to do a 30-day cancellation policy, but then I always had, I feel like one, maybe one family a year who would try to cancel the last few days of the month. And I would say, you know, you have 30 days, you still owe me for next month. And sometimes I got a little heat, bit of heat about that because they couldn't take that next month. But if they know that they've paid for their last month already, then it's likely that they're gonna let you know in advance, hey, I wanna use my last month for next month's payment. Those are the four main points that I suggest you focus on in your policy. After stating your policies on the PDF or your Google form or whatever you use for registration, have them sign or check a box that states that they've read and agree with the studio policies. Will you also cover those policies in your trial lesson or your first lesson with the student? Sometimes teachers are hesitant to bring up payment, cancellations, makeups, but we, we cannot be hesitant. Those things are so important and critical to your sanity <laughs> that they cannot just, we can't expect them to have read and understood everything. They Parents are signing things all the time. So, you know, half the time you might have parents who just skim read it or not read it at all and just check at the bottom. So please go over these in your first call with them, trial lesson, whenever you're communicating with the parent, make sure you emphasize to them the most important policies. This is going to help keep your studio professional and keep you and your students on the same page. You may have a student who tries to negotiate your policy or ask for exceptions for special circumstances. Of course, teachers, you are always the one to make the call on when you're going to bend the rules, but your policy is there for you to fall back on when there when any question arises. You can fall back on that because it was communicated and it's something that you can say, "I hear what you're saying, I have to enforce my policies for the fairness of all of my students. And I also would add to always communicate with kindness and compassion and understanding. Be the best customer service person you can be when dealing with any issues in your studio. It will pay you back. People will love you even though there are conflicts. And the other, the alternative is to be too blunt or rude or offhand with a parent. And I just don't think that that's ever okay as a business owner. We are our own customer service representative. And while that is a challenge, sometimes because it would be easier just to separate yourself from the issue, we still want to show up for those people. We want to be good studio owners because we never know who they know, who they might refer you to, or not to refer you to if they had a bad experience. I invite you to Go over your studio policies again for this next teaching year or update them for the current year. If you're planning on teaching online moving forward, there are likely slight adjustments that you need to make in your studio policy to make it applicable for online lessons. I know you probably had a lot of thoughts and ideas and opinions about all of these things that we covered because there are dozens of ways that we can frame our policies to our studio. There are lots of ways that work for teachers and and ways that don't work for others, but I hope it gave you a couple of ideas and inspired you to maybe make your studio policy a little bit more concise and clear so that you can communicate it better. Thank you for listening, for joining me, and I hope you have a great week. Who is your business coach? If you don't have one, I would be so honored to be your coach. I created a virtual course and coaching membership called Teach Music Online that I want to invite you to join me in. With 60 plus videos, online teaching certification, monthly live group sessions, hundreds of hours of recordings and online forums, you'll know exactly how to create a thriving online business that gives you the flexibility and freedom that I know you deserve. Plus, you'll have the support of hundreds of like-minded teachers along the way. So when you're ready to really take what you're learning on this podcast to the 10x level, then come check out the Teach Music Online membership at teachmusic.online forward slash membership. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you have an amazing week and as always, happy teaching.